I almost started the intro. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to the character. Nope, that's not what we're going to do. We just had, I should give myself more space. <laughs> or, do, or do we keep that? All right, we'll keep that. We'll keep it. All right, five, four, three, two, one. Go. We just had Dwight Taylor Sr. on. <laughs> and uh, yeah. he, was, he was awesome as usual. This was his, right. his second time being on the podcast. He must like us. He must like us. I know. I, I like to we think he does. scare him away. Nope. He's uh no he's awesome and anybody anybody who's had a chance to see one of his videos or hear him on this podcast or go to his real manhood manhood 101 conference mm-hmm. uh, knows how awesome he is and how passionate he is about what he does and um it's kind of it's one of those things where I felt like the f- sometimes when you have a, a return person you're like I don't even know if they can top the first one because it was so good right. I personally I kind of feel like he did <laughs> yeah that was really good really there, good there were several instances where me and Josh are like okay we're done the bo- podcast is over this episode is done from what you just said like there were so many like mic drop moments I guess so to speak yeah with what he said so um, super insightful and just motivating and encouraging and without me giving away everything he said well and i can't even repeat it like i he I just says it so well it. yeah just a wordsmith yeah exactly well, you know it's funny too i feel like sometimes when we do these podcasts and this is not this is not always an indicator of how great the guest is but i feel like it does happen with the great guest yeah you and i typically try to make sure there's not too much there's not dead air and there's not you know right. weird silences but sometimes i think our transitions are rough like when it goes from my question to your question when we have a, like a really really inspiring guest because right. we're like we're both looking at him it's like Oh shoot! One of us has to ask oh, another totally. question. <laughs> oh, we're just like sitting back, like just yeah. like a you know the we're, we like step into an audience mode. I think it at really least does. for me, I do. I'm just watching and I'm like, wow. And yeah. then he's done talking and I'm just like, wow. And I just look at Josh and I just and then don't. I look at her. It's like, oh, yeah. one of us has to oh, wait, ask oh, a question. We got it. Yeah, we're interviewing him. Duh. We're and it not. definitely happened. Is how I felt. I think it did. I but get, I think we're excused. I think I hope so. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. anyways, yeah. No, uh, definitely tune into this one. Um, this will be another bonus episode. Yeah. Just because it's it is time sensitive and right. we want to make sure it's um, has the maximum impact. But yeah. um, please definitely uh, listen to this one, um, especially you know if you have any young men that are in your life, whether it be a grandson, a son, um, nephew, um, if you're yeah your mom, you know teacher, yeah. coach of of young men, definitely listen to this one because it is a lot. There's something in here for you, probably multiple things, yes. but something for sure uh-huh. for everyone. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, so without further ado, yeah. uh, here is Dwight Taylor Sr. Yeah. See ya. Now it is time. Now it is time. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Character Combine. Character Combine. Yeah, you ready? Yeah, you ready? When he goes beyond the scoreboard, the scoreboard, coaches, coaches, I want you to have the type of voice, type of voice that your athletes will hear decades later and still recognize the leadership that you hold in their life, in their life, in their life. Get this thing, get this thing started. Welcome to the Character Combine Podcast. I'm Josh Takimoto. And I am Deb McCollum. And uh, today's guest is another return guest. Uh, He is the professional communicator and the founder of Real Manhood 101. Welcome, Dwight Taylor Sr. What's going on, man? What up? Thank you all for having me back. Yeah, man. We're glad you were uh, willing to come back. Uh, I don't want to make this a competition between everybody, but you do have one of the higher uh, listened to and downloaded episodes. Oh, man, that's humbling. Yeah, you know, it and was, that's dope. So it, it's yeah, very dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. It's still competition. Right. So anybody else who right. heard right. that, uh, right. share this so you get I'm your numbers up. Yeah, yeah. Embrace you. That's called him by name. I love him. I love that dude. See, yeah, yeah. Kevin, he's another return guy too. Yes. He came with yeah. his uh, with his dude Josiah Greer. That's my guy. So yeah. he was awesome. Me and Josiah are both from Richmond. Oh, really? Yeah. So I've been I didn't know Josiah that. forever. He oh, spoke nice. at your event. Yes. Okay, we'll get we'll get into that. But that's right. You you were supposed to be on that episode. 
That would have been, yes. you know, I'm glad you weren't though, because that would have been yeah. too much for people. Right, right. <laughs> right. It was going to be, it was going to be uh, Kevin, Josiah, and Dwight. You would not. That's a lot of fire right there. there would just it's be, like, why is Josh here? Yeah, I was <laughs> uh, yeah, we would have just be yeah. like, we, okay, we'll exit the room, and then you guys can take over the yeah. show. It would have been, it would have been overwhelming for yeah. the people. Shout out to Josiah, my yeah. man, uh, won the, uh, won, won the, the, um, the award at Kevin Brace's event. Yes. You know, yeah. for Next Motivational Superstar in Sacramento, so shout out to my guy. Sweet. I love both of those guys, man. So. Oh, yeah, man, we do too. They're, yeah. uh, Kevin's a hu- obviously a huge part of what we've been doing here, yeah, and he's been a part of your event. 100%. He's, he's everywhere. So, yeah, we love those guys. But it's still a competition, so he's coming after you guys. <laughs> Dwight's coming after you guys. Yeah. So, uh, well, awesome. hey, man, we appreciate you coming through again. And um, I'm, I'm bummed because, you know, as far as our schedule and guests that we already had booked, it didn't work out super well. But um, obviously you have Real Manhood yeah. Month, and we yeah. want to get to that. But how did your event go? Phenomenal, amazing. And for those that don't know what that means, that means phenomenal and amazing. Yeah. Uh, one of the best from what other people are telling me who've been there over the years. I don't necessarily look at them like that because they're all different to me. But um, one of the best, especially when it comes down to the participation that I had from the adult men that I call distinguished kingsmen hmm. that came from all walks of life and just really invested their time, their effort, their passion, uh, their day. Right, like it was yeah. a Friday. These guys took off work, wow. right. took off work wow. to come invest wow. time, uh, something wow. that they can never get back, right. you know, mm-hmm. into into some young kings, and it was just a phenomenal, amazing experience. The best when it comes to that, you know. So, wow. uh, yeah, I'm 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 just still overwhelmed by the response and and by the the outcome. And what I mean by the outcome is just the young kings that I've talked to who were there that day. They are still talking about it. You know, and, and I mean, wow. they get so much stuff that comes across their Instagram or whatever they're yeah. on, and, and they yeah. can be moved on to the next, but they are still mentioning it, still talking about it. I actually had a young man, he's in 11th grade, getting ready to be a senior, and he wrote me a letter yesterday and gave it to me today and mentions, man, I remember you coming to my 8th grade class and sharing real manhood during my men's leadership academy wow. when I was in eighth wow. grade. Wow. He was like, and I didn't get it then. He goes, you know, I was, I was a kid and I wasn't really paying attention and listening. Sure. He goes, but then to come to your real manhood this year and go, man, I remember you talking about that. He goes, it just sits with me differently. Wow. You know? And um, so that right there is just crazy to me. That's awesome. Wow, that's incredible. Wow. <laughs> You've got to love hearing stuff man, like that. Right. Super dope. That's Super awesome. dope. Really quick, just for our, if just in case we have first-time listeners, yeah. like this is their first episode listening to Character Combine. Can you explain really quick what Real Manhood is? Definitely. So, so Real Manhood is is my organization where we empower young males to become real men. I mean, real simple. But the real, um, as Josh knows, I'm an acronym guy, and yeah. so real stands for reject passivity, right. expect the greater reward, accept responsibility, and lead courageously. And so through our organization, we put on an annual summit. This was our fourth annual summit at nice. Sac State University. Shout out to Sac State, mm-hmm. Andrea and Charles for always allowing me to come do it at Sac State. And um, it, it just gets it, it gets better every year, you mm-hmm. know. And um, so, yeah, so that's what real manhood is. We also do Manhood Awareness Month that we'll get into a little bit later. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we're just trying to help these young males become real men who empower males to become real men who empower males. If, as you can see, it's a cycle, right? Nice. We're trying to right. break one old cycle of, you know, false masculinity and create a new mm-hmm. cycle. And so anytime something is broken or taken away, then there needs to be something else that, that's in its place, mm-hmm. right? And right. so if we can empower young males to become real men who then go and empower other young males to become real men, right. the cycle never stops. Right. Wow. 
That is awesome. That's really good. And I feel like, like I don't know if this if this affected your mentality going into the event at all, but I feel like the the state that our culture's in right mm. now, um, I feel like in in some way positive or negative, it seems like most of the time negative. This has been a pretty big topic in our culture right now. One hundred percent. Does that does that affect your mentality going into this event? Like, I'm, it's an important topic no matter what. Right. But this right. year especially it feels like right. it's really necessary. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So the theme this year comes specifically out of what you just said. The theme is committed, hmm. right? It, and it was just being committed to being real, committed to being the men, the young men that we have been created to be. And this year, because of what's been going on in the world, our team was focused on another word, which was intentional. Hmm. We wanted to do everything intentionally, like every single thing from, from every piece of the workshops to the courageous conversation circles to the flyers to every single thing that we did, we wanted to make sure we were intentional about it because we wanted to have an intentional impact. We didn't want to have any guesswork. Mm -hmm. We wanted to make sure that we were going in with the mindset to purposefully connect with these young men on a level that they've never been connected with, right? Mm -hmm. right? And, and then for them to leave feeling like, wow, not only did I get a connection, but now I can go out and share with other people what I just learned from this day, you right. know? And right. so uh, intentionality was humongous this year. Right. Man, I love that. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. That's great. Um, I, I was going to ask him warm-up questions. Oh, I just looked at my notes. We um, do that, or should we do it at the end like we did with? Yeah, let's do it at the end. Look, cool yes, down questions. I don't want to like okay. this flow is okay. good. Yeah, so yeah that's, that's, like, that's a new no. addition we added since the last okay. time we were here. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, dang, good call. Forgot I just ran right past that. Gosh, <laughs> as you can see, it. man, we haven't gotten any any smoother with this. It's still <laughs> y'all have though. Hey, hey, y'all doing it, and, and we got the the camera over here that's taking pictures. We didn't have that. Yeah, no, we're trying to step it up. Y'all stepping up. I love it. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um. I guess the question I have, I'm going to still one of Josh's questions. Um, who have your role models been just over the course of your life that has led you to do something so great with your life right now, um, just like um, starting um, Real Manhood? The number one person that has been the most influential is my hero, and that's my grandfather. Mm. Uh, when Wendell Franklin Taylor Sr. is the person who I watched every single day. You know, uh, like I shared before, I, I, I was raised by my grandparents. And yeah. so watching my grandfather wake up, you know, at 3 a.m. to then drive X amount of hours to go work and then come back and then take me to basketball practice or baseball practice or soccer practice right. and then also raise four of his own kids and then right. bring in cousins and everybody into our home. Right. He was the one. You know, wow. he was the one. He, he was... The thing that we're different in is that I'm a talker. Like, yeah. I, I love talking. I, yeah. I, I, this is what I do. Yeah. Um, my grandfather was a man of few words, but his words were powerful, mm. right? And so you knew that when it was time for him to open up his mouth, you were going to be able to get something from that, you know, mm. piece of information. Um, but my grandfather's work ethic, his faith, his love for his, his wife, which is my grandmother, his love for his kids, his love for his grandkids, mm -hmm. his love for now his great-grandkids, yeah. you know, it's, it's just... He has been the guy that I've been looking to um, my entire life. And I was literally telling my younger brother, uh, Jason, last night, I was like, man, it's crazy for me now to get a phone call from Pops. Pops is what I call him. And hear him say, Dwight, it's on you. He's like, mm. you know, I'm, I'm 78 wow. years old. I'm getting older. Wow. It's on you. Wow. And so in, in, one, in one aspect, that's exciting right. that he would even consider me but on the other, it's it's heavy. I'm yeah. like, man, yeah. 
That's a okay. <laughs> all right, wow. all right, pops. Yeah. And, and, um, but but I truly believe, and he said it multiple times that he's like, man, you've been built for this. Mm. You know, you've been built, and and you've been able to watch me, and that's what it is, right? When we talk about leading courageously, which is the L in real, um, it's all about leading by example, mm. right? Like my grandfather didn't have to say much. He didn't have to say much. Mm -hmm. His action spoke so loud, it was like I had no choice but to see it happen. Mm -hmm. And so for me, my goal now is to just lead by example. Like I always challenge men and, and even the, the, young, the young ladies that I come across, I'm like, what if you could never open your mouth again? Right. And, and what if you could never write anything down? What if it was just like the way you walked and, and your actions every single day? What would that show to people? Wow. Right. Like what kind of character would that show to people? Um, what kind of uh, um, things would you do that could either encourage or discourage people? And so my grandfather, although he could talk, like I said, he didn't he didn't speak much. Right. Yeah. But when he spoke, it was profound. Mm. But just his actions, he led by example. And so that's that's what I try to do every single day. I'm always thinking I'd rather not tell my kids what to do or tell these young students that I coach what to do. I'd rather just show them. Yeah. And, and call me out on it if I'm not showing you the right thing. Hmm. Right. You know, okay. and, and my grandfather was open to that as well. So hmm. long story short, my grandfather <laughs> is the reason why I do what I do because of the time, the energy, the love, the passion that he invested in me. Um, it would be selfish of me not hmm. to invest it into the other young males that come across my path. Wow. Wow. Thank I thought we should just end it there. Yeah, that was, I know. That was really good, <laughs> man. Drop the mic. We're done. Man, yeah. that was What's, good. That's really good. And yeah. I think something that, that really stuck out with what you said um, about about all of that was when your grandfather said that to you, mm. there was the, the heaviness, like excitement but heaviness. Yeah. And I think that heaviness is a good thing because yeah. if it's heavy when it comes from that person that you look up to, that means they did something very right. 100%. If it's like, okay, cool. Yeah. It's like uh, there's not as much you know weight behind right. it, but it's like right. that's interesting. So I think that weight you're feeling is for sure, yeah, uh, um, you know, speaks to his life, yeah, and legacy. One hundred percent. Well, yes. legacy is such a is interesting thing, right? Because I was talking to Bracy about this. You have to be intentional hmm. when you do it, right? Yep. It can't just be yeah. saying, "Hey, I'm just going to live my life and hope that whatever comes out at the end is going right. to be a great legacy." Like I don't yeah. think you can do that if you want not to have all. the maximum impact. Not at all. So, which is the I mean, why your event's so impactful? Because yeah. you're intentionally putting on an event for this specific reason of teaching young Correct. men how to be how Correct. to be grown men. Correct. Yeah. And you know, one of the things that um, I get a joy out of is being able to have my siblings involved. You know, my my younger brother um, just turned 21 in May. He's in, he's been involved every year and then I also get to have my two sons involved. And Aww. so, you know, they hear this stuff all the time from mm. me, but to have them with me helping me like we got videos that we put up this year we never usually put up videos of us preparing for the event but my wife came into the garage my daughter who's in here with me hello beautiful baby girl hey. <laughs> um, they were they were in the garage with me like packing the bags we had to pack like yeah. 300 bags of multiple things and we're counting stuff and we're and it was just such a dope moment for yeah. me to be out there with my kids yeah. a, a person who did not who wasn't raised by his own parents. I was raised by my grandparents, but for me to have my own kids with me, helping me prepare for an event like this, it was it was mind blowing, man. And wow. and to see my two boys, you know, in their teenagers, they you know they might not have wanted to be in there, but because dad asked them to right. to come help me, we we found an enjoyment in us packing these bags for other young men, and then for them to even get that understanding, they were like, wait, 
this is your event, but we're part of you. And so this is our event and we're able to help other young men who are some younger than them and even some older than them. So it was just a lot going on with the preparation for this event. And so when you talk about legacy, these are intentional things that my grandfather has done with me. And so now it's only right for me to to do it, not just for the young men that came to the event, but mm-hmm. also for the young men that are in my life every single day. Right. Wow. Well, you know what's cool about that is, <clears throat> I don't know if you were connected with the combine at this point, but we gave out a book called uh, One in a Million mm-hmm. by uh, Donnie Brosen. Okay. And the whole concept is if you affect, you as an individual, if you affect or mentor, affect or mentor one person, mm. the hope is that they go on throughout life and then they impact someone else and then they impact other people. And so if you can some way look back at, at the end of your life, you look back at all the people that were um, impacted from that one person, mm. like that that tree, wow. that hopefully you've impacted a million people. Yeah. And that's crazy to think of, like yeah. if your if your grandfather was to look back at his life right. and look at yes. you and then all the the young men you've affected and then on your now. sons and your brother, <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? That that very quickly gets to a million. Bro, yeah. I don't I don't probably more than that. Right. I, Way more right. than that. I don't start a talk, you know, I, I get presentations all over. I don't start a talk without honoring my grandparents, but specifically my grandfather. Like every talk that I give my grandfather, there's a picture of him behind me because I wouldn't be the person that I am doing what I do if it wasn't because of him and so you know when he when he came to the event he wasn't able to make it this year but when he came to the event the past two years you know they live in stone mountain georgia so they're flying out here i'm not buying their tickets right my grandparents are flying out <laughs> wow. here for their wow. grandson's event yeah. to to not even just be there they are volunteering they are passing out food oh my wow. it's crazy like yeah. and so it's, it's a real family affair for us but oh. for the boys this year to go Where's Pops? <laughs> you know, that, the returners. Awesome. They were like, where's Pops this year? I'm like, yeah. he couldn't make it this year. Yeah. They're like, man, we were looking forward to it. Like, my Aww. grandfather just has that type of effect on him. And so to speak to what you just said, yeah, he wow. he, he put in the work. And, and it wasn't like a, let me do this so that my grandson can grow up to be this person who can go and right. tell people about me. No, it was right. just, right. this is what he was created to do. And, wow. and he does it to the, to the maximum capability. So yeah. it's wow. dope. Wow. That's incredible. That is awesome. Well, you know about the Character Combine platform, just how, yeah. you know, it, uh, with, it's for coaches and athletes um, and, uh, you know, fans, too. Um, your, just your real manhood conference, it, it's just, it's so similar to coaching because mm-hmm. you're up there and you're yep. coaching all these young men. Yeah. And, um, and then you have, you know, your other leaders who are also um, coaching them as well. Yeah. And um, I just think that that's a beautiful thing. That's awesome. That's what's that's up. That's good. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah it's, I mean, it's really huge. I'm yeah, sure yeah. that a good majority, maybe not a good majority, but there's probably a lot of coaches in that room yeah. that coach sports and stuff yeah. like that. So we, we've talked about this off air. We haven't really talked about this too much on air because we wanted to wait for you. Um, especially in sports there seems to be i don't know how i put this there's this this sometimes there's this masculinity problem i think mm. with sports mm. you know what i'm saying i don't know if there's a better way to per, uh, to put it but um we've seen stuff there's been there's been hazing scandals yeah. there's been issues that in like criminal issues that involve male athletes mm. and mm. so sometimes there seems to be this weird relationship between masculinity and sports yeah. Um, and I don't even know if there's a, a question I have for you, but <laughs> can, I mean, can you just speak on that, like that relationship? And, you know, does that make sense what I'm saying? It does. Okay. It does. Um, like, where does that come from, I guess? Yeah. It's a big you know, question. It, it is. And so I've been reading this book. Now I get to shout out another book. I've All right, been reading a book <laughs> called Cry Like a Man oh. by a guy named Jason Wilson. Hmm. That sounds familiar. Uh, Jason Wilson is from Detroit, and I'm, I'm currently reading the book right now. And... Um, I don't want to misquote it, but basically it's talking about getting freedom from emotional incarceration. 
Mm-hmm. I just want you to think about that. I know. <laughs> say, that, say that one more time. Um, I think it's fighting for freedom from emotional incarceration. Wow. Hmm. Like you are being held captive to your own emotions. To your own emotions. Mm. Be a man. Real wow. men don't cry. Yeah, yeah. All of these things yeah. that, that we are taught, um, or I could say personally that I was taught, um, not by my grandfather, but by society, by what I was right. watching, by the people I hung out with. Right. Um, all these things that, that put me in a place of feeling insecure, mm. of feeling not worth it, of feeling not valuable, of feeling like I'm not enough. Right. Mm. And so I'm always trying to find validation or affirmation and all these things. And so mm. uh, this book has been just transforming even my mindset, because I'm like, whoa, my man is putting words to the very things that I felt when I was a kid, right. you know, and and he's putting words to why I did some of the things that I did growing up and why the young men that we have today are doing some of those things. And and here's what I know. And my grandfather told me this. He said, um, unstable and hurt young males without the proper I don't, I don't think he said correction, but without the proper intervention will turn into hurt and unstable men, mm-hmm. right? So now you have a hurt and an unstable man who is now coaching. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. Hurt people hurt people, Right. Mm. Yeah. period, Yeah. right? And right. So, so when you're coaching from a place of hurt right. and you haven't even dealt with what you're going through and right. you are still emotionally incarcerated by your mm. own things, now you are coaching out of that perspective, out of that mindset, and the things that you, you might not even be doing it on purpose. Right. It's just who you are and who you've been, and that's all you know. So now you give what you know. Right. But sometimes what we know isn't the best things to give. Right. It's if uh, if you've been in therapy enough, like I have, it's called projecting. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred percent. And so right. so if you have men who 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 either are who either have toxic masculinity mm-hmm. um, or false masculinity or this bravado or this just what's not real manhood, it, then it's inevitable that they're going to pass that down to another young male. Now, the beautiful thing is what I'm seeing lately is there's, even though that stuff is being passed down, there are other young men, young men and men around those young males to say, hey, this is probably not what you want to be doing. Right. Right? right. And so, so now we have a few things out there to combat these things. We have great coaches like yourself right. and like the people who, who've been on this podcast to help go against those things. But then we also have men who are now willing to be transparent and say, you know what? I'm dealing with some emotional incarceration myself, and so let me get help so I don't continue to hurt mm-hmm. this generation coming up after me. Right. Wow. And wow. I think – I think sports is a perfect place to have that conversation, 100%. you know, especially, I guess we're, right. we're specifically talking about male sports, but yeah. you're, like you said, there's this, um, like this machismo or this bravado yes. that happens because of sports, especially yeah. the, like the more brutal the sport is, right? Yeah. And it just kind of comes along the territory. But I think sometimes, like you said, there's that, it's almost like a validation that they're yeah. looking for. It's like, if I can yeah. hit harder, yeah. maybe that will validate yeah. me as a man. And so the coaches really do have an incredible opportunity. That's why coaching is so important is you have so important. opportunities, not just right. to teach them these skills as an athlete, but then to teach them disciplines or help them emotionally. Yeah. So that's going to help them throughout the rest of life. So, and, and, and especially when we're talking about men, you yes. know, coaching young males, there's a lot of young males that, that are being coached who either have no father in the home mm. or don't have a effective father in the home. Mm. Um, and so when you mm. don't have a father or don't have an effective one in the home, that coach now can become, without you knowing it as a coach, become the replacement. Mm. Right. 
Right. The hope right. is that as a replacement, you are phenomenal amazing. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Because right. if you are not, then you just become another right. fill in the blank of whatever that person had before you. Right. Right. And so wow. it is it's wow. one of those things where, you know, I get a chance to to connect with coaches and, and do workshops for coaches. Sure. Um, and I, I let them know like you hopefully you know the gravity and the magnitude of what it is that you're stepping into when you become a coach you are basically another parent right like and for some you are the parent right for sure well we've um something you mentioned last time you were on that we've Mm -hmm. used multiple times was your example of you at the very most as a coach at a high school you might coach that kid (laughs) for four years maybe less depending on you know how how skilled they are and stuff like that but I, i think you said they still have 40, on, 50, man. 60 years of life after that. Come and on, so right. you're, you got to look at the big picture. Like 100%. Four years right. of, of greatness on the sports field, that's fine. But what are they going to do beyond that? Yes. You know what I mean? And right. so that's it's just, I don't know. The more we talk about it, it's yeah. like we always tell coaches, like, hey, you're, we're kind of asking you to put on a lot of hats here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of a counselor, kind of a parent, yep. kind of a coach. Yep. And sometimes it seems unfair that they have all that responsibility. <laughs> so but hats. that's kind of what you're, I, in my right. opinion, if you sign up to be a coach, you're saying I'm I'm cool with taking on that burden. It may it may not seem fair, but it kind of I mean I think you have to just be okay with that decision. <laughs> yeah, right. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And yeah. and you know what? One of the things I've been saying recently, and I heard it from uh, a guy by the name of Nipsey Hussle. Mm. He said it, uh, it, it yep. it's not it's not fair, but it's worth it. Mm-hmm. It might not be fair that you have to wear that many hats. Yep. Right. Yeah. But it's worth it. Right. It's worth it to wear that many. It's worth it to be who right. these young people need you to be when they need you to be it. And so right. it's right. worth it. Right. Yeah, well, wow. and we talked about, I talked to like Kevin and um, Josiah about Nipsey Hussle because yeah. they were on around the same time okay. when he passed. And everything you hear about him yeah. when he passed was legacy. Yeah. Wow. You know, what he did for the community, how he was supporting the community, how he was wow. building community up. And so, but again, it goes back to being intentional. Yeah. He was very intentional about whether it be his music yeah. or the, you know, the business ventures that he was a part yeah. of, all wow. very intentional. And yeah. you saw the impact of, yeah. of what happened. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and we're still seeing it right now. Still seeing right. it, right? Like right. my book, on the on the on the least um you know magnitude of what he's done the the book that i just released in january my student edition it has augmented reality in it right yes, and that's so right. but i got the augmented reality idea from nipsey hustle store wow wow you know what i mean like yeah, i yeah, seen yeah. him yeah, do yeah, it in yeah. his store and i was right. like hey that's dope yeah, yeah. i want to see how i can bring that from clothing to right. books right. and try to get our students more engaged right. in reading right wow, and so Exactly. And, yeah. and and that's the thing. So now there are students who are engaged in reading and, and, and becoming more literate through my book based on the fact that I have augmented reality in it. But if Nipsey wouldn't have came up with this idea or, or even pushed it out there for me to even see it, who knows if these students would want to grab this book right. and, and look at it. You right. Know? It's, right. That, it's that one in a million thing. Yeah. Right. So you affect one person, then things right. continue and then, to trickle. And, yeah. yeah. No, and then you almost – you either – you almost never know sometimes either if you have an effect on someone. Like there's going to be that small percentage that is going to come up to you and tell you. Yeah. And, or you just kind of see it with their actions. You can just see that they have love for you. But then think about like all the other ones. Like you have no idea. They won't ever say anything. But they'll take like what you know, like yeah. what you took yeah. from that idea. And they will carry it on to yeah. their own life. And, and speaking of that, my grandfather told me this was like a year ago. He said, um, 
you've been doing a great job at all the things that you've been doing, serving your community, serving these young people. He goes, but I want you to continue to sow. And he, he loves acronyms. He says, serve, <laughs> yeah. other, serve others well, right? Oh, That's okay. what I want you to do. I want you to sow, serve others well. He goes, but I want you to switch up your perspective a little bit. I don't want you to be so results driven. He knows that I'm big mm-hmm. on results. Like if I'm putting in this time, I want to see something come from it. What's my right. ROI? What's my return on investment? Yeah. Like right. I want to see that all the time, right? And he was like, I want you to flip it up this year. And, mm-hmm. and I was like, what do you want me to do? And he was like, I want you to be excited about the seeds that you sow, not the fruit that comes from it. Mm. He said, I want you to be so excited to sow as many seeds of positivity, of encouragement, of empowerment into every single person that you come across. I want you to worry about that. Do not worry about what comes from that. He goes, that'll come at its time. I want you to focus on just sowing seeds every single opportunity that you get, right? And so that for me, just the mind shift of that, it, 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 it allows me to now be more free yeah. with the stuff that I have inside of me that I know I want to give out because I'm, I'm not even, you know, worried about, okay, what is my ROI? No, I'm worried about, hey, I just seen this person cross the street and I feel like I got something to share with this person that, mm. that can encourage them and empower them. Let mm. me go and sow that seed. So my perspective has shifted to that's the success. The success is the opportunities that I get to share. Right now, you all have given me a platform mm. to share with your listeners. So this is another opportunity for me to sow seeds to whoever's listening and encourage them to be the very best of them they were made to be. Now, do we know how many people are going to come back at some point and go, you know, hey, I was listening to Character Combine podcast and Dwight, you did something. <laughs> I don't know. Right. But that's not what I'm worried about. I'm right. worried about just doing what I was meant to do and what I was created to do, which is sow the seed, serve others well in whatever capacity I can. And, and you know, th- the increase will come when it comes. Right. right. Wow. And if it doesn't, that's okay. Yeah. I'm just doing what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. That's all you can do. That's it. That's awesome. Wow. That's I feel like that could have been another like, eh, we're done. Oh, yeah, come <laughs> come <laughs> come <laughs> that was good. Man, I have so, I feel like wow. I have so, do you have a, do you have, a, do you have to be out of here at a certain time? No, I'm good. Right okay, now. perfect. I have, I have other as long as my daughter is good. You good, okay. baby? <laughs> Uh, I love that. Yeah, I love the honesty. That's what I'm talking. Hey, see, we, awesome. we raise honest kids around here. That's good. Well, it's yeah. uh, well, that's cool. You know, speaking of, of kids though, and your kid, yeah. it's cool. I think for everybody else, because like you had mentioned, some some of these guys that you're talking to, maybe don't have a father figure in right. their life. Right. right. Like, you, how did you word it? Or someone who's not, who's there but not. Um, yes. So th- they're there, but they're not effective. Effective. Yeah, they're not effective. So they might be in that situation, but then as a part, they're not only hearing you speak yeah. at your manhood conference, but then they're seeing, hey. His whole family is a part of this. Yeah. They see how you interact with your daughter or 100%. your sons or your wife, or your, your grandfather and your yeah. dad. It's, it's just cool because, you, like you said, leading by example, they get to see all that during this entire process. So they're being spoken you know, to about yeah. manhood, but they're actually seeing it in action. I like that. And, and I want to say this, right? Like, um, I thought about if I was going to mention this, if it came up, and I am since it did. Like, I take it even one step further. Me okay. and my wife, we take it one step further because it's not often where you see young black african-american families like husband wife kid it's not often that you see it especially where i come from you don't see that and a lo- and for a lot of the young males that come from what i come from and look like me we are a first mm-hmm. like my wife and i are a first me mm-hmm. and my kids for them wow. are a first like they these young men and young women are blown away like wait a minute so you have like a wife that's not your wifey like that. you have an actual wife yeah. like y'all got married yeah, and yeah. then you have kids yeah. and y'all all live in the same house like yeah. it's crazy right and wow. so so just changing the narrative for them right right changing what they're able to see it's right. it's hard to become something that you haven't seen before now right. some people sure. are able to do it and blaze their own trail sure. but for some people they have to see it right, right? They, they have to get some kind of blueprint some kind of roadmap. and i'm just grateful that that 
my wife and I and my kids and my grandparents and my family, my aunties and my uncles, everybody who's involved can be, you know, a part of changing the narrative for generations mm -hmm. to come. Wow. Yeah, that's, awesome. that's really good. And speaking of, speaking of your wife, I know in the past, because I've attended, I haven't had the chance to attend the event in a couple of years, but the first time I did, I know, and I think you still do this, you're saying, hey, even if you're not a man, if you're a mom or a grandma yeah. or a, yeah. a teacher, whatever it might be, please come too. So yeah. you mentioned, sorry, that was my GoPro freaking out. <laughs> um, so you you mentioned that in your, in your promo stuff, and yeah. then you were talking about your wife and, yeah. and her role and your family yeah. and all that stuff. So what is the role of like a female um, role model in yeah. as far as manhood goes? That's a good one. Definitely. So, um, so our men, we call them real ambassadors, right? And real we already broke down what that is and yeah. and i just wanted to give every man that comes a a title that speaks very highly of them because i, I value them sure. right and i value their time and so we haven't necessarily come up with a title for the women but we have my mom there we have my wife there we have both my aunties there my grandmother there like Aww. my sister there we have like my family is there and and these women are able to support the women that come. It might be an auntie, it might be a grandma, it might be a mother, it might be a teacher, sure. it might right. be a counselor, it might right. be a coach, mm -hmm. right? right? And so they're able to have conversations with these women when we're off doing whatever it is that we're doing. They might go into Starbucks, they might go into right. another room, it wow. might be in passing, and they're able to ask questions and be able to get some feedback because what I've learned, not just that us men don't have a lot of spaces, but a lot of these mothers who are single mothers hmm. and parenting on their own, they don't have the connection groups that they can, you know, talk about what's going on in raising a young man, raising a, a nine-year-old, a 15-year-old, a 19-year-old, a 23-year-old. And so when they come, this is at least one opportunity where they can talk to, you know, if nobody else, my grandmother, right? Mm -hmm. Like my grandmother has raised kids and right. raised grandkids and, and great-grandkids. And so um, it's just a dope opportunity for the mothers that come, but also the women that I have with me, they also play a nurturing role for the young men that come through. They might not have a lot of right. face time with them, mm -hmm. but in the in the passing in the hallway and going to another workshop, in the break time that we have, they're, they're getting loved on by these women. And it's so dope because for a lot of them, they don't have this type of relationship even in the mm -hmm. home that they're in. Wow. And what I've learned is that it's not because their mothers don't love them, it's that these mothers more often than not, have so much on their plate, right. like just to take care of them, to get them to football, to get them right. to basketball, to get them to soccer, to right. then work a job, or most of them are working two jobs, right. or trying to go to school right. and trying to raise other kids right. that just the life happens and the day happens and they don't always get to give that extra hug or ask that extra question. And so we want to be able to provide that opportunity as well, right? right? And so the, these fellas come and they feel like, man, right. Dwight's family is my family. Right, mm -hmm. the the men and the women, and so wow. we're again intentionality. Right, we're trying yeah. to be super intentional about um, mm -hmm. about the event and about what we do because we know that if we are not intentional, we're irresponsible. Mm -hmm. Period. Right. Like you're right. either you're either intentional or you're irresponsible. Yep. There's no gray area. It's just one of the two. That's awesome. That's what really good. what are your? I'm still another one of Josh's questions. What right. are what are um what is the future for the conference? You have it every year. Every year. Yes, and it's been. You said this was the fourth. This year. was the fourth one. Okay, and so you plan to have it again next year. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We're wor awesome. we're working already. Okay. Um, we're working on if we're going to stay at the same venue or if we're going to expand a, a lot of people this year who were not able to come because it was in May and not in June, like it's been the last three years, um, it was during a lot of schools testing time. Okay. And so even though we had the most numbers this year, 
we still missed out on hundreds of, of, mm. of young males. Like we had people calling the week of, two weeks right. before, even the day of like, oh. man, we was gonna try to bring 300 of our kids and we just didn't have the buses or we didn't have this. Or we didn't. Oh, wow. So um, trying to figure out one, when are we gonna have it next year in okay. 2020? And then number two, where we're gonna have it. Okay. And again, going back to, you know, Josh, you know a, a lot about the event is, you know, what kind of what kind of setup are we gonna have, right? Because right. that's all part of being intentional. Right. Um, but I'm, I'm believing that next year is gonna be, for me, it's number five, right? Uh, and and yeah. it's gonna be the one, uh, right? Like these have sure. been the one, this is about to be the one. Yeah. I, because I feel like as a, as a, um, as a founder of this, but then putting on this event, I, I've got a chance to, to learn over the years. Mm -hmm. The first year we had it on a Saturday, the last three years we've had it on a Friday, but this was the first year that we had it in May, right? So we've got to do a different venue this year, right. I mean, different location, right. and so, I'm able to look at these last four years and go, okay, what don't I like and what do I like and what do I want to see happen for year number five to make this thing crazy? Uh, the crazy thing is, and this is the first interview that I'm doing, so this is the first time I'm putting it out there. Is uh oh, here we go. We've, exclusive. We've had, um, we've had people in Atlanta reach out about bringing this there. We've had people in wow. Texas reach out about bringing wow. it there. We've had uh, people in Fresno, people wow. in Chico reach out about bringing this um we're, we're in talks with people from UC Davis. It's just, it's wow. been crazy. Like oh, after this, cool. after this one happened, I don't know what it was. I, I, I believe it was the men who were involved right. that they start. They were so excited that mm -hmm. they're telling people like, "Hey, I was involved in this crazy event." Yeah. And so, just the, the buzz and the momentum has been wow. amazing. Wow. And um, so, I don't know. You know, we, we might be doing four next year wow. <laughs> in different yeah. places. And so, hopefully, um, right? It, it, yeah, it's dope. Awesome. You know, and so just being in a position to, to serve others well. Yeah. Man, Very I love that. Cool. That's awesome. That's um, so cool. So we want to get love to the it. real manhood um, month, man, real manhood awareness month. But I do have one question. This is, I'm not, we're bouncing around, bouncing yeah. around a little bit, but this yeah. is something that, again, going back to the sports, and I think this happens with, I think this happens with males, especially middle school and high school, I think. But and you correct me if I'm, you're the experts. So you correct me if I'm me. wrong. But I think guys have uh, a difficult time with correction. Hmm. And I think when it comes to correction, that's where some of the discipline issues in school come from or issues on the athletic field comes yep. from. Yep. Um, and I, th I do think it comes back to, like, there's an issue with criticism or correction. Um, uh, where do you think that comes from? And then how do you, I guess, how do you combat that as a coach? I'm going to say it real simple. Uh -oh. So hopefully everybody is listening out here. Um, correction without connection leads to rejection. Mm. Say it one more time. Correction without connection leads to rejection, hmm. right? Good. So yeah. the young people that I serve on a day-to-day -day basis, they do not have a problem with me correcting them. Mm -hmm. Why? Because mm -hmm. I made it my goal. I made it my purpose. I was intentional about mm -hmm. connecting with them first. Like, you just have somebody walk up on you and tell you to do something. Yeah. Right, right. I mean, even as adults, we like, one, who are you? Yeah. Right. Two, why do you think you have the audacity and the right to tell me something? And so imagine a 13, 14, 15, 9, 8, 7 year old, you know, young man or young woman who is not used to being corrected. Right. And or is used to being corrected, but by his or her parent or guardian. And now you come in there mm -hmm. trying to correct them and you have no connection. They're going to reject you. Mm -hmm. Right. And so wow. my thing is, let's connect. 
right? Like, let's connect. I, I shared this in my TED Talk. Like, there's four E's, right? Engage, empathize, encourage, empower. If you can do those four E's as often as you can with young people, you're going to have a higher a higher um, opportunity to connect with them. Mm-hmm. And then when it's time for the correction, they'll know that it's coming from a place of love mm-hmm. and not just a place of you need to do what I say do because I'm right. saying do it. Right. Right. And so right. We, we want we right. want right. our young people to accept the information that we're saying, accept the correction. But we, we as adults have to be intentional about connecting with them where they are. Right. And so, um, well. yeah, if, if, if you want rejection, then then try to correct without connection. <laughs> wow. Easy enough. That's Simple so enough. Good. Yeah, that I love awesome. that, man. Well, I'm, a, I'm a teacher, so just here. <laughs> I can totally resonate with that, yeah. with um, just that's just, you know, the reality of it. Yeah. And, I just, um, I think a lot of teachers struggle with, why don't they just listen? Mm. But if they could hear what you just said, yeah. oh my gosh, um, I think it'll change a lot of people, a lot of their mindsets of how to approach kids because it is hard trying to, yeah, trying to make a, connect, yeah. a correction that way. And here's the thing though, yeah. kids listen. Yeah. Like yeah. our young people, they listen, right. right? They will listen to YouTube all day long. They will listen to their <laughs> friends. All, like they, it's not like sure. they don't know how to listen. It's just that they're selective on what they listen to. Yeah. And so they listen to what has connected with them. Their friends have connected with them. Right. The YouTube video has connected <laughs> with them. Instagram has connected with them. Right. So they're not going to reject that kind of stuff. Right. They're right. actually going to use it when they're trying to reject you. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so if, if we, if we yeah. take the time to be as intentional yeah. as social media, right. yeah. <laughs> as intentional right. as their friends, their friends are going to stay in their ear and connect and ask them the questions and you can cry on my shoulder and this, that, and the other yeah, and yeah, empathize yeah. with them, then yeah. they're, they're not going to reject them. Yeah. As adults, if we, if we really want to be listened to, all you got to do is make time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Make time. Make time. Make time. Wow. Right? And in and, and due time, those kids will come around. I can I can walk up to kids that I've coached um, over the years, and, and I can see them doing something. I'm like, get your butt over here, right? <laughs> and somebody will be like, how can you talk to them like that? And they actually respond because they know it's coming from a place of love, and yeah. I, I'm connected to them, and, yeah. and, and I love them, and I want to see them be the very best thing that they were made to be. Yeah. You know. That's great. That's great. That's awesome. All right. After that, now we can get into Real Manhood let's, 101 let's do it. Uh, month. So, okay. So what is it? How did you kind of come up with it? And like I said, unfortunately, we're started. We're kind of in the middle of the month, but we still want to get this out yeah. there as soon as possible. Yeah, yeah. So Manhood Awareness Month is something that I came up with around the same time that I came up with putting on this summit. So the summit kicked off in 2016. And on February 1st, 2016, it was day one of Black History Month. Um, I just, I was being intentional. I said, I want to I want to do something where we can highlight the importance and need of real manhood in today's society. Mm-hmm. And as I was thinking, I was like, okay, we're going to do the event, but what can we do for the rest of the month? So this is just not a one-time big thing, bang, and, and it's over. Sure. I said, well, let's do a whole month of activities and challenges where we can challenge men from all over the world to hopefully accept the challenge and just be more self-aware of the things that they're doing on a day-to-day basis. And also, it goes away from this false masculinity or toxic masculinity that we have been, you know, told to have and told to do and this machismo and this bravado and all that. And so um, February 1st, 2016 is when I, I declared that I went on Instagram. Um, yeah. I wanted to document it. And I was like, hey, as of, as of today, uh, June of every year from now on is going to be Manhood Awareness Month. Nice. And, yeah. and literally, the mission is to you know, highlight the importance and need of real manhood in today's society. Obviously, real, um, you know what that stands for. And so every single day of June, there is a new challenge that men all over the country can accept. Wow. You know, every day of June. And, and all you have to do is go to realmanhood101.org, and every morning the new challenge will pop up, right? Um, yesterday was Passion Exchange Day. That's where I, 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 I said, hey, I want to challenge you all to share what you're most passionate about, right? right? It's just an opportunity to reflect. And then also an opportunity to say, if I am most passionate about that, 
am I doing it? Like taking a self audit, am I doing what I'm most passionate about? And if right. I'm not, then why? And if I am, awesome. Right? So we have stuff like the first day is, is what I say is the, the, the best day, and that's define it day. Right. June 1st every year is defined today. That's where men all over the country are defining what real manhood means to them. Mm -hmm. Josh, your definition might look different than my definition. My sure. definition might look different than my grandfather's. My grandfather's might look different than my guy who's in Australia. We've had people in Australia um, participating. Oh, wow. We've had people wow. in Syracuse and, and just all over the country participating. But it's so dope because your perspective is powerful. Mm -hmm. Right. And your perspective of what a real man is might resonate better with a young man more than mine. Sure. Right. And so right. It, it, it's just the dopest day. Like I'm like, if men, if you cannot participate on all the days, participate on day one. Mm -hmm. We need to hear right. from you what your right. perspective is of a real man. We have hold the door day where I'm encouraging men wow. to just yeah, yeah. open the door as often as possible for somebody else. Um, I had a young man who uh, who was like, man, it wasn't until I did the hold the door day that I actually do something for some I, did I actually do something kind for somebody who did not look like me. Whoa. Wow. Do you know the, the narrative crazy. shift that yeah. happens with <laughs> that? Sure. On something as simple as holding the door, but it's not a simple thing. Because mm -hmm. what's right. easy to do is also easy not to do. How many times do we not open the door for somebody else? Right. Gotta be intentional. Right? We gotta yeah. be intentional. And so right. we had take a hike day where it's just like, hey, just go on a walk and go take a hike and clear your mind and, and, nice. and just get some time for yourself. You know, so we have influence you day, right? And incur encourage you day where we're saying, go to the mirror, men. And, and, mm. and encourage yourself because sometimes it's only going to be you, right. Right? right? We have invest an hour day where find another man, preferably if you're an adult man, find a young man to invest an hour in that day. Sure. So it's all, all 30 days. It's mm. super dope. And the response this year has been the best. I was the say, best. I was going to say, it seems like it's it's taken it to another man, level this year. Wow. The best. Like I said, we have uh, an organization called Building Men Program out in, in New York. They're involved this year. We have another mm. one called Main Initiative out in um, in North Carolina that's involved this year. Like I said, uh, my guy Andrew Stone is is in, Aust in Brisbane, Australia. He's pushing the movement. And so it's just Dallas, Texas, it's everywhere right now. And, and wow. just to see men accepting the challenge that's of being awesome. a real man is super dope. I That's love it. awesome. That's really good. That's great yeah. stuff right there. Yeah. Well, on that note, we want to get you uh, get you out of here. <laughs> get, your, get your daughter out of yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's ready. <laughs> yes, yeah, she is. So, uh, be but before we do, where can they find you? Where can they follow you? Definitely. Book, if you go to uh, DwightTaylorSenior.com, that's DwightTaylorSR.com, you can find everything about me. If you want to get tapped into Real Manhood 101, just go to RealManhood101.org. You can find me on uh, social media at DwightTaylorSR. That's also where you can find my books. I got two books, uh, Dominate Your Day, 100 Empowering Statements That Encourage Greatness, as well as Dominate Your Day, the student edition, 30 Empowering Statements That Encourage Greatness. Tap into my YouTube. I don't know if I told you all this last time I was here, but my TEDx is live on YouTube. <gasps> Sweet. Yes. We, okay. We posted it. Yes. And we'll, uh, we'll post a link to it again once this episode Don't. comes out. Yeah, yeah. But we did post it. And yes. Yeah. It was amazing. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, that was very cool. So, um, so yeah, it's real easy to find me. Or if you want to email me, DwightTaylorSR at gmail.com. I want to connect with every single person, man or woman, um, who wants to be intentional about helping impact the lives of the young people that they come across every day. Awesome. Yeah. We would definitely encourage any coaches, teachers, parents yeah. um, to definitely do that because, yeah. uh, now we love Dwight here, and yeah. uh, he's always got amazing yeah. things to say. I always, when us, we have a guest here, uh, I always, like, I'm listening 
to what they're saying, but I'm also listening for those sound bites mm. that I can use for the promo material. That's and this dope. is one of those situations where it's like it's awesome and terrible because I have way too much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's a what's lot up. of good stuff that was That's like, oh man, up. I had to sort through a lot of stuff. So much. <laughs> and pick the right one. Hey, real quick before we go, yeah. what, what episode is this for you all? Oh gosh, you know? this will be. So, so this one sometimes we do bonus episodes because okay. um, we try to get sh- because this is more a little yeah. more time sensitive. Yeah. We'll try to get this out this week. Uh, so this will be episode twenty three. Yep. Wow. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's we so have, dope. We have, one we have out 21, tonight. and the one coming out tonight is going to be 22. Yeah, with, no, with Nicole Root, so definitely check that one yeah. out for the Titan so Games. But yeah. then that's you'll so be, dope. yeah, 21 or 22 or 23. Yeah. And, and I asked yeah. because yeah. it's about consistency, right? Yeah. Like, you all have been yeah. consistent from the time I was here mm-hmm. to all the way now, and, and I just want to encourage you to, to keep doing this because it's necessary. Like, Thank it you, is man. necessary. You all are impacting coaches, adults, who then have the opportunity to invest in the lives of our young people. Yeah. And if we don't do it, nobody's going to do it. And right. so I'm just grateful that you all are providing other people like myself a platform to share from our perspective because everybody's perspective is different. Right. Everybody's experience and filter is different, and you all are allowing us to do that. So thank you very much. Yeah. Oh, man, no, we appreciate that. That's yeah. very encouraging. That's awesome. and yeah, we try, to, we try to be consistent and, yeah. and uh, yeah. keep it going because we, we believe the same thing, man. So that's why we always have you on. Yeah. Super dope. Yeah. So Super dope. Yeah. Deb, where can they find us? Twitter at Sports Character. Instagram at Character Combine, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, and Snapchat. Come on, Josh, do Snapchat. He won't hate, do it. Do I'm like going to do it. Um, I, I have a Snapchat. My <laughs> students want me to get on Snapchat more, but I'm not on there often. I, I hate Snapchat. We have one for the Combine, but I used it one time, maybe the last year we did the Combine, mm-hmm. and I just hate it. So and Here's <laughs> the crazy thing. like I get the most engagement from ninth grade and below yeah on snapchat oh, yeah, I, I wish know. you wouldn't have said that <laughs> yeah no real talk I, I mean i'm mad that i'm saying it because yeah, i'm like yeah. why well, you gotta get on it yeah, yeah. <laughs> so but no that the, the young the young kids they engage heavily on snapchat yeah, that's true crazy. so we'll yeah. see maybe mm, probably not okay. but maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so all right well thank you guys so much for listening right. dwight thank you so much man for uh, coming through thank you for having Thanks. me all right yeah yeah